Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 113 of the Chamberlain of Chance podcast. My name is Chamberlain of InfiniteBacklog.com, and I was not involved in a car fire over the weekend. Joining me this evening is Chance of the games of Chance.blogspot.com, and Chance was also not involved in a car fire this weekend. Chance, how do you feel? You can't having... prove that, and I'll um, thank you, Steve, out of my personal affairs. Uh, but but if you were, you would you would say something about it because it's an interesting thing, a crazy thing to have happened. That's true. Okay. Woman once assumed I was a prostitute, and I just told everyone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That that that's another day. We're we're on a timer today, and it is my great pleasure to bring to you Alex of. Uh, dailycrackpot.blogspot.com. Alex was involved in a car fire over the yep. weekend. Are you extra crispy at this point or just original I, recipe? I would have been. I uh, was in a little bit of a state of shock where I started dragging stuff out of my car and realized, oh, no, no, no. No, I see fire underneath my uh, engine block. You need to get away. Okay, so th- there, there's absolutely a story here which I want to hear. The mm-hmm. people want to hear. So they the floor is it. yours. Okay, so I, for the last four years, um, I've been driving my grandmother's old Toyota Camry. She decided to stop driving, gave it to me, and just totally saved my butt. So nice. for like three, almost four years, I've been driving that around. I just recently got in a fender bender, spent 1800 to get that fixed, yeah. and three weeks later, I noticed the, uh, the oil can light is flickering on and off when I start the car in the morning and I never see it again. This, this is for like, 20, 20 hours, like two mornings, let, almost okay. less than a day. Okay. It'd have to be two days, maybe. So I drive off the Durham Freeway, going to work like every other day, and I notice I can't really get above 60 miles an hour, and I'm hearing a clicking noise. It's weird. Okay. And then a chunk, I feel sort of a chunk underneath me. I notice something is falling off behind me. I'm like, well, that's not great. <laughs> and then I... I realize I can't really get over 50 miles an hour, and then I realize I can't really brake anymore, oh. and then I realize, oh, there's smoke coming from the air vents, and then I realize there's no real place to turn off. I'm just surrounded by concrete barriers. Uh, okay, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Uh, oh, smoke's coming from under the hood. That's super cool. Okay, I'm off on the shoulder now. That, 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 that's nice. Uh, I get out. I'm next to the highway. People are honking at me going past, and I look under, you know... A smoke coming out of my engine block, and under my engine block, and there's there's flaming oil just sort of dripping, oh. just kind of dripping. So I like I'm like, I should save some of my better clothes. So I just sort of get around to the passenger side, try to get my clothes. Realize what the hell I'm doing is pretty stupid. Put the clothes down and just get a, uh, just walk a little further down the road. Uh, tr- there was a traffic stop just in he- just ahead of me, just because, and they're all just talking to me because this is way more interesting than you know speeding ticket. <laughs> and I asked the cop, uh, "What, what, what is? Have you seen this before?" He's like, "Yep." So what should we do? Oh, you need to step back, sir. Your car's gonna explode. I'm like, "Okay, cool, cool, <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Okay, okay." And I just <laughs> shut the fuck up and watch my car smolder and burn. The fire, they shut off both flames of traffic. Fire department shows up. My friend texts me saying, hey, I see you're stranded on the side of the road. How you doing? I'm like, good. Stop texting and driving. He's like, great. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I get it so It's, it's kind of worrying that these road work guys are so familiar with car fires that they're aware <laughs> of the dangers. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, here's, here's what's going to happen next. Yeah, no, this cop had seen this a bunch of times. And then some other cops show up and it's like, ha, I knew that was a car fire. I could tell by the smoke. And <laughs> didn't even have to file a police police report. Just got that thing towed. 
And uh, once they put it out, they had it. You had it towed. They didn't tow yeah. a flaming car. That'd be funnier. No, that took a while to die down. They had to like saw open the engine block. It was really cool. Oh my god! I got some pictures. Um, mm. and yeah, I'm gonna go looking for. I can. I can. I'm making enough money now, so I can sway like a hundred bucks a month for a rental. Well, not a rental, but a used car. So right. we're gonna do that on Saturday. Um, my sister's let me borrow her car for a couple of days, and yeah. All things told, I just lost a bunch of junk. Well, no, I lost no. my Rockport shoes yes. and my aviators and my work clothes. But other than that, I got pretty lucky. We're so glad what, you're safe. Yeah, me too. What year was this Camry? 99 Camry. It was, okay. it was, it was time. And, and how many miles? About 60,000. That's it? Yeah, my so grandmother didn't really use it, which okay. I guess was kind of part of the problem. Hmm, mm. Okay. A literal grocery getter at that point. Yeah. Well, I recommend a used Honda Civic. They last forever. Yeah, no, I'm looking at a... What am I looking at? It's a 2011 Hyundai... I gotta pull it up here. Accent? San, no, Santa Fe is the SUV. I have an SUV. At? Oh, a Nissan Versa. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, the... I drove one of those for work. It was like a little go-kart. Yeah, that sounds fun. Uh, how's, yeah. how's the um, trunk space? Uh well I was, the one I had was one of the big hatchbacks so there's a ton mm-hmm. of trunk space okay so I, yeah that's it's one of those cool yeah yeah it, it, it literally they they drove like a go kart it was terrible in the snow uh huh because it just didn't weigh anything <laughs> but good pickup good mileage good pickup decent mileage yeah not bad at all, all right, not cool. bad at all so well there you go and you lived you lived to tell the tale yeah like it was car. like forty five seconds between the clicking and the smoke and the fire. Hey. Took me longer to tell it. <laughs> Just, holy shit! I almost died. But you Once, did. I, I um, uh, I'm driving in my girlfriend's car, and uh, the car had heated seats. Mm, at, the, those. at the time, <laughs> did, whoa, whoa, whoa. did they? Did the Versa have heated seats? No, it did not. Ah. Now at the at the time, I was I was a smoker, but I don't think I was smoking in the car because she was a non-smoker and she hated me smoking in her car. So I'm I'm driving into town and man my back is feeling really hot. Like there's something wrong with the seat and so I'm and I'm like scratching my back back and forth in the seat like man what is that? It feels really hot but it it goes away and then I kind of smell something burning. So I stop the car and I look around for whatever could be burning. There's nothing burning. So I get in the car and I keep on driving. I I, I get to my girlfriend's place. I hop out. She comes in, gets the car with me. She goes, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I go, what? She goes, my seat, David, my seat. And I look at the driver's seat that I was sitting in when I was driving, and there is an F, a clear as like uh, like aerial font, capital F, <laughs> burned into the driver's seat. <laughs> like you could not have done this by accident. Now, the oh. fact that my last name is Ferber... I'm like, I'm terrified that she thinks that this is some malicious thing that I did branding my girlfriend's car, and she demands an explanation. Were you smoking in the car? I swear to God, I wasn't. I didn't have cigarettes. I was going to borrow money off you to buy cigarettes. I didn't have smoke. I swear to God. I don't know. So, yeah, that's my burning car story. <laughs> it's like, that is weird. It's so weird. It was like an outer limits thing. I figured maybe someone driving by flicked a cigarette butt or something, and it landed between me and the seat, and then I squished around perfectly in the shape of an F. Like a thousand little stupid things had to line up for that to happen, but yeah. Yeah, I don't have any flaming car stories. I hit a deer once at sixty-five. That, that must have been terrifying. Uh well, 
I was coming home from work. I was working at Blockbuster at the time. So it was like 1 in the morning because I closed. And it was a long, empty drive. And I'm going like 55, 60 miles an hour. Out of nowhere, deer. And he jumps just before I hit him. So he goes down into the hood of the car, rolls over the top, and runs away. I didn't even kill him. Oh, that's awesome. Um, But the car is totaled. The airbag has gone off and smashed my hand into the (laughs) roof. Uh, my headlights are now pointing at each other, <laughs> so I limp the car to the gas station and get a ride home. But Jeez. like everybody in Wisconsin's hit a deer once, they're like rats around here. It's just <laughs> it's just how it happens. Sometimes I, I, we try to keep them and eat them. I remember growing up thinking they were pretty stupid, but now they look both ways before they cross the street, like the fawns do. They like learn eventually. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. But it's I mean even where I live, there's like usually two three deer like in the backyard sometimes, and the dogs go crazy and. You just, I, I hate them. They literally, they're, they're, I mean, I, I know how Australians feel about kangaroos. Like, oh, it's a deer. It's a kangaroo. It's cute. No. It's, it, it eats Can- Kangaroos are stuff. cute. Yeah, but if you live there, you hate them because they're everywhere. Yeah, I, but like, I still they, think deer are gorgeous. I think they're beautiful animals. They're tasty, too. I, have you seen yeah. the videos of, like, uh, there's, like, kangaroo rescues that, like, make little, like, plushy, like, knapsacks for them, and they, like, crawl oh, into yeah. them, like, pouches, and it's, it's, <laughs> it's a lot to take in. It's pretty great. It's adorable. Can- kangaroo yeah. meat ends up in Taco Bell. Is that where it goes? I mean, it's it's delicious and lean. It's like yeah. venison, like chickeny. You know, I mean, they're ador- They're totally adorable. But I want like I want like the leg of a kangaroo on a spit. I want to. Can you imagine the muscle <laughs> and tone? and oh, then the wow. tail, the, the tail, just Ooh. just a kangaroo tail, like stew, half the make thing's some body stew weight. out of that. Stew some kangaroo. I've had tail? some crocodile tail. It's pretty good. Hmm. Does know, it really? taste like chicken? Yeah, really, really greasy chicken. Ew. It was, it was nice. a better experience than it was. There's a reason why the meats we know are the meats we know. Hmm. Every, everyone has tried everything, and we're just eating the best. Chicken's good. Beef, I've had some good. delicious elk. It's very oh, dark. Oh, I've had elk burgers, yeah. Yeah, it's like very dark, very mm-hmm. lean. and Bison, too, is really good for hamburgers. Bison is very lean. Yeah, that's yeah. too crumbly for me. you got to mix it with like breadcrumbs or something to yeah. hold it together. It's like, like a crab cake. Once again, we are a cooking show. I love this. We want oh, to well, man, I almost got to us started on crab cakes, and I'm sorry. <laughs> so did, uh, did anyone play any video games last week? Um, uh, Alex, I haven't. Did, did you have time between car fires to play video games? Yeah, I ba- almost maxed out all the trophies in, uh, what was it, Ratchet and Clank, and my <gasps> friend and I had a deal. We both don't want to spend money on two different games. He doesn't want to get... Um, the the Civ Six expansion, and I don't want to pay fifty bucks for Final Fantasy Twelve. So we're just whenever we both have like opposite weekends. So I'm I'm playing his uh, Final Fantasy Twelve remastered, which is gorgeous. Hmm. I didn't realize that they had just redone the entire soundtrack symphonically. Oh, cool! I didn't know like, that. Like there's either. there's an orchestra. Like the worst part about this game is uh, the, the synth did not age well at mm. all. In fact, there were there were a couple tracks in there that I just hated. Even though I really love the game, but now that like there's an orchestra playing it, I get what they were trying to do, hmm. and it's beautiful. Yeah, my my brother texted me. He's like, "Final Fantasy twelve and Final Fantasy fifteen are both on sale for the same price. What should I?" And I 12, cut them off. 12, 12, twelve, twelve, by twelve, by twelve. <laughs> yeah, that was even an easy I could call. put some time into twelve. And like all my problems with it are solved by the uh, four times speed. Yeah, that's oh, what he was yeah, saying yeah. too. You can set, yeah, you can just speed can it up and it works. Yeah, fast forward through stealing gambits, fast forward through like grinding. Oh my god, it's awesome! And and you still have Han Solo and you know Bunny Lady Chewbacca basically. 
No, no, Balthier's the best. I fucking yeah. love that dude. Yeah, no, that's okay. That was... He described it as the first Final Fantasy that treated the player as an adult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's pretty, you know, broad stuff, but at least... True. You know, politics are politics. Yeah, and, and the Gambit system is pretty deep if you wanted it to be. Oh, it's, it's fun to, like, time. put something on four times speed and realize, ha, this Gambit kicks ass. I don't, even <laughs> do I don't have to do anything. <laughs> nice. I'm reminded of that classic Penny Arcade cartoon about uh, Final Fantasy XII, where they're looking at it, and one explains to the other what the Gambit system is and what it does, and then one of them observes the game is masturbating. That's all it yeah. is. Is the game hey, just you're playing with itself? It is a great game to get drunk before bed with. <laughs> See, no, I'm not going to go there. <clears throat> I, I just had a, an awful, you know, statement that I'm going to skip past. It's to do with masturbating and looking good doing it. But anyway. okay, all right, I Chance, mean, what'd now, you play? Hmm? Or Alex, were you done? Did you have more to go? <laughs> no, that's pretty much it. Like, like this game just scaled up beautifully. Like it was just a gorgeous work of art to begin with, and. There's just a lot of stuff in it that was kind of splotchy on PS2 that I can make out, like store banners and stuff. There was a lot well, of detail. Oh man, PS2, like that was the, that was part of the shit age of polygons. Yeah, but the PS2 they, is when it just started to kind of look better. But twelve yeah. was right near the end, wasn't it? Yes, and it's it was the, the definitely the best looking PS2 game, and it's not too shabby right Ex- now. Fucking excuse me, did you just say that Final Fantasy twelve was definitely the best looking PS2 game? Are we gonna um, switch to Okami? No, God of War. Well, first of all, yeah, Okami, God of War, um, Shadow of the Colossus. Shadow of the Colossus Shadow ran Colossus like ass, though. Fucking oh. Snake Eater. If you like your game, well, Snake Eater. I, good. I, yeah, I Snake Eater was... booted that emulator up well back. It does. It doesn't look great. Snake Eater. Mm-mm. At the time, it did. Yeah. Okay. Chance, but this this old. looks like the way I remember it, and I'm loving it. <laughs> Okay, so I did play some video games this week. Yeah. Uh, you'll recall last week I was complaining that I couldn't get past the second boss of Flint Hook. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I can't get past the third boss of Flint Hook. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and what kind of amazed me and made the game way easier and I found it way more enjoyable was I just completely respect my character into slow motion. Because oh. you've got all these perk slots and you can the various perks that you unlock, uh, like a lot of roguelikes. Um, you have all this deck of perks that you can choose from, but each perk takes a certain amount of perk slots and you max out at like 12 or something potential slots. And some perks take six and some perks take one, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So what I did was I took everything, like there's a slow-mo mechanic in the game where you just hit a button and time slows down. And I just maxed that ability so it lasts longer. The uh, I have more slow-mo. When I activate slow-mo, the effect is more pronounced. And I went in and started playing through the towards the second boss again, and it was like night and day. Like, I was enjoying this game, enjoying the platforming, enjoying the challenge of it so much more, where sometimes the challenge just felt like I cannot conceive of how someone is to, supposed to get through this room without losing half their health. And it made it, it just made it way more fun. And so... Pretty much any time I'm downstairs now, I've got the switch in my hands. If I'm not if I'm not uh, working on a blog or looking up art or something, and I've got the switch in my hands, and I'm playing Flint Hook. And I, for a while, I bounced back and forth between Flint Hook and Darkest Dungeon, but for the past I don't know five days, it's just it's just been Flint Hook, and I still can't beat this fucking third boss. I got to him twice, and mm-hmm. I started and I started working on it, and I'm like, I wait, did I even get to him? 
I don't think I got to the new one. Oh no, I did get to the new one and it was such bullshit that I just, <laughs> I just stopped playing, put the Switch down, looked up how someone beat this online because I just could not conceive of how you're meant to survive this. It was absolutely insane to me. So now I'm running around with the gun that I saw the guy using in that, uh, in that video. And I one day I, I, I may beat the third boss. I want to know what scared you so bad about this boss. Well, looking at the so video, bad. it's not scary at all. But okay, so <laughs> so okay, so the boss exists in a room with a bunch of rings around him that you can grapple onto with your hook. And you can't hang on a ring. You can just kind of use it to boing, and then if you fall past it, then you boing up again. But because there's so many hooks, you can basically zip yourself around this room. Mm-hmm. You can never touch the ground because that'll kill you. In this, is that in, just in general or this specific area? In this boss fight. Okay. Okay, so then you can't even begin to damage the boss until you activate this item over here and that item over there. And while you're working on activating those items, he's shooting at you. Um, and uh, I, I, I might be thinking of a different boss, but he also has beams that like that like go around the room, kind of radiating out from the center. So you have to stay away from those beams. And all you can do to do that is the hook, which if you're grappling onto something that's too far away, you might go too fast. Anyway. And then, (laughs) once you get to a certain stage of the fight, and this certain stage of the fight is like a fifth of the way down his health bar, he throws out these blockers onto every hook in the room that you can hook, hook shot onto. So now if you touch that hook, it will hurt you. And like, like impact it with your body. The only way to get those blockers off is to shoot them off. So you you have to fly around shooting all these things off so you can not fall into the floor that will kill you. And all these things, by the way, will kill you. And also it's rotating around. Like It was just insane, man. It was fucking insane. And yeah, looking at this, I was like, well, this is, this is bullshit. I know it's possible. Show me how this is possible, please, Internet. And the Internet was like, oh, man, it's simple. Get good. Oh, no, I hate that. Yeah, well, you know, I didn't actually say that, and the internet didn't actually say it back, but that's how it felt, man. Oh. That's how it felt. But, so yeah, I think I think Flint Hook is probably going to happen, and you guys pointed out today that Far Cry 5 is next week. On Tuesday, yes. And so I called EB, and I laid down a pre-order on it, but I gotta say, like, I'm worried that by playing Far Cry 5, I won't be playing Overwatch, and I'll have less fun. That depends. Like, the only reason why... Uh, four really disappointed me. Is that it was the environment was too repetitive. The game was fine, guns were great, but like, it was just mountains, over and over. And I feel like they've had enough time to like diversify it. I I, I don't know. Like I, frankly, if this is too far off the beaten path from what I expect and want of a Far Cry game, I think I'll be disappointed in it. Um, but it's it's a new Far Cry. It's a Far Cry set in North America. Uh, everything about it is very very appealing to me. I just. The last first-person shooter I really loved, the single-player first-person shooter I really loved, I think I would say was Doom. That was really good. I'm not sure, sure if anyone came out after Doom that I was really hyped for. But even now, just thinking about Doom, and then thinking about any match of Overwatch, Overwatch is better. And more exciting to me, and more interesting to me. They're different genres. They're completely different. Like, a multiplayer shooter is a different, is a completely different feel from a single-player shooter. And I love the Far Cry games. Like I loved two, or I loved three and four, and I really like Primal. But what can I say? I think I've outgrown you. Oh, ooh. I'm sorry, you're not good enough for me anymore, Far Cry. Wow. 
And I don't know, maybe that's not the case. Maybe I'll boot up Far Cry 5 and be like, oh man, this is exactly what I need. Like, I don't need to worry about fucking McCree's flashing me. I don't need to worry about Sombra's hacking me. Like, this is just, I, I just feel powerful and badass, and I'm sure this is giving me bad habits when I get back to Overwatch. I pre-ordered on an Xbox Live, and oh. it's already preloaded. It's already sitting there on my hard drive. Oh. I hate that. So, I know, it's right there. Yeah. You could be playing me right now and saying, but you're not a fucking, you know, media personality, so we're not going to give you nope. a code. Nope. Yeah, they, you, you don't get my ties in a hotel suite. <laughs> I, did, I, did have some, I did have some pretty good Overwatch moments, though. On the weekend... I got, you know, I didn't get, I didn't get many good plays of the game. I got, um, but I got one where I'm, I think we're attacking on Dorado. And, uh, and me and the enemy tracer end up in a little, um, in, oh, actually, I should tell you about the Anubis match too. I'm going to do that. <laughs> okay. So three things. And, and me and the other tracer end up in a little bit of a rivalry, but we, we end up making friends so that when we're away, when we're away from the team fight, we don't kill each other. We just say hi and move on. Because it takes a lot of time for tracers to kill each other. Anyway, so the play of the game is I'm coming up behind the Reinhardt as he's approaching my entire team at a choke. And this enemy Reinhardt is right in front of me. There's a Roadhog and a May off to my left. And I run up behind the Reinhardt, spray him with my pistols, stick him with a pulse bomb, right as he goes, hammer down! He's about to use his ult. Stick him with a pulse bomb, blink through him, in front of him, directly into the line of sight of his hammer down. <laughs> hammer goes down, me and my entire team, wham, on the ground, stunned, ready to get killed by anything, and then boom, the pulse bomb goes off and kills him. <laughs> and because we were all affected by the stun of his ultimate, when he died and I killed him, that is a lifesaver play of the game, I saved my entire team's life and my own. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was pretty good. Um, I'm not even going to tell you about it anyways. But I had a... I usually don't play during weeknights, but last night, my brother's like, you want to play some Overwatch? It's like 7 o'clock. I'm like, yes, I do. So we end up defending on Hollywood. Our healer is a Zenyatta. We have my brother tanking on D.Va, and that's it for a normal comp. And we have a Symmetra and a bunch of other DPS and me on Tracer. And so we lose, we don't lose the first point really quickly. I get some really nice little short kill streaks in there, like a seven and a six. But I end up dying about five times and they take the first point. Once they take the first point, I just don't die. And I end up going on a 20 player kill streak. It, uh, I, I, I checked out the footage last night. It's about three and a half, four and a half minutes of me just running around a flanking route. There's a guy in front of me, I kill him. I come around this corner, there's a guy in front of me, I kill him. I come around this corner, this guy sees me, we duel, and I kill him. I'm, I'm leaping back this way, someone's behind me, but I get out of there, he can't hurt me. And I'm just, I'm just avoiding everyone, killing everyone, and I didn't miss a single fucking pulse bomb. It was so good. It was a great, great game of Overwatch. A zen moment, almost. Very much, in fact. There's, One with the game. Yeah, there's, there's part of me that wants to set it to, uh, I think it's called Lakartama. It's a Zen chant that I found years ago. But I think I think if I put that on YouTube and showed it to people on forums, they'd just be like, "This is it. This is it, yep. chance. I'm never watching another video of yours again." Because people did not like that Widowmaker, that last Widowmaker video. What they say? They didn't say anything. Oh no! It was worse. It was worse than constructive feedback. It was we don't even <laughs> care enough to comment. Oof! It got two thumbs up on YouTube, and that's nice. All right. Yeah, from that that uh, from that Widowmaker, probably. One from the, yes, I, I suspect the one was from the Widowmaker, but who is the mysterious second thumbs up? It wasn't the which, world which is, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check it now and one of the two thumbs will be gone. 
<laughs> or to be a thumbs so, down. Someone, no. so, someone gave that video a thumbs up. They went home. They thought about it long and hard. And they took it away. Yeah, and they realized, not worth it, man. Yeah, yeah. My, do I want to sully my internet credentials by giving thumbs up to videos? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Only so many views. thumbs up That's you can okay. give. Ah, two thumbs up. Very nice. Hey, still good. Still good. Well, no. No, no. <laughs> well, so I bought, as threatened, based solely on the name... Tesla versus Lovecraft. I almost bought it. And yeah, don't. Um, it you is, know what you wrote did not unsell me though. That actually made it a bit more interesting to me. All right, so uh, I'll explain this, and you can you can see where you land on it. it. It is by the same guys who did like Jidge or Judge, that JYDGE and Neon Chrome, which I've played. They they kind of do roguelite top down twin stick shooters, and I don't dig roguelites, but if you put it in a twin stick shooter, odds are I'm probably going to play it eventually just because they're like candy for me. Did but you I don't play want to play something Isaac? else. Yeah, I did. Okay. I never finished it. Me but, either. But I did. Binding of Isaac. Okay. Binding of Isaac, you're, what you get is randomly assigned for the most part. But yes, there are some weapons that are better than others, but nothing feels awful. There's nothing that's completely unusable. I, I disagree if we're talking really? about Binding of Isaac. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I, ne- I never played it long enough and hard enough Ugh. To get far enough that any weapons were unusable. Chocolate milk is pretty crap. Okay. Well, well hang on, in that hang case... on now. Stop everything. Mm. Alex, what the fuck is chocolate milk? It was basically <laughs> like charge shot. Oh, really? I could fuck, yeah. I would imagine that'd be amazing. No, it kept you too open. You'd die. Oh, it was so good in Galaxy. Okay, back yeah. to Tesla so versus Tesla, Lovecraft. Yeah, Tesla versus Lovecraft. It works very similarly to Binding of Isaac, except that it's individual rooms. It's It has... It's like Smash TV, where you have a room, and it, maybe it's two or three screens wide or tall, but it's, it's, it's arena-based top-down twin-stick shooter, which is not bad. The problem is, is that the design between the levels is very similar. There's only like four or five different kinds of enemies, and they're just kind of recycled in different combinations, so that gets very repetitive. And there are eight weapons. All but two are absolute shit. Like, you die if you get them terrible. And you have, like, I want to say about 24 different perks, but you always want, like, one or two of the specific perks. So the game plan for every level is exactly the same. Run around, try to assemble Tesla's mech, which makes you invincible for, you know, a certain amount of time, and you do tons of damage. When that blows up, you either want the automatic shotgun or, like, the railgun slash assault rifle for penetration. I thought you said the shotgun was bad. The, the standard shotgun is bad because oh. it's two shots and nothing. The automatic shotgun's like 10 rounds. Okay. Like, reload. It's, that's really good. Um, so you want that and you want the perk that lets you fire with two barrels or three barrels at the same time. So once you have the automatic shotgun and two or three of these extra barrels, suddenly you're filling half of the screen with pellets of death and destruction. And it works. But if you don't get those specific weapons and power ups, it is an exercise in absolute futility. And it doesn't clue you in on this until about halfway through the first realm, because you've got this map, and you play the same map three times, and each map is like, it's the standard world, and now it's the Stygian world, and now it's the, you know, whatever other Lovecraft word they have for it. Um, but they're exactly the same, just with more enemies huh. each time you go through. So it's very repetitive. I so it is literally the, the same map? Yes. Over and over. So you've three seen, times. You've no, played... no, I mean, you've got, you've got a map that is, I want to say, about 25 different areas. Oh, okay. 
but the, even the areas, the, the the actual like tile sets are kind of recycled quite a bit between them. You got like a forest area and a, and, a, and a city streets area and other things that aren't terribly interesting. But then you finish all those and you fight Tesla and you win and he sucks you down into the underworld and you escape and you're like, I'm not going down that way. And you start over from the beginning again at a higher difficulty. So wait, you, you fight who? You fight Tesla? Tesla. I'm sorry, Lovecraft. You fight Lovecraft as Tesla. So you you fight the writer Lovecraft? Yes. Well, that doesn't really. That's pretty sense. awesome. Yeah. Well, it's. I mean, realistically, he's kind of in this little invincible ball, and you have to collect batteries and power up four different generators around Tesla's tower, his death ray tower, and then once you finally do that, you have to survive for another sixty seconds, and then the level's done. So you don't actually fight Lovecraft. You kind of fight around Lovecraft. Your culturally entrenched racism ends here! Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. So, the problem is, is that it is a tremendous idea. I love the idea of tongue-in-cheek Tesla versus Lovecraft, but the game itself tells you everything it has to tell you in the first half an hour. And then it just does it over and over and over. It sounds like what it told you is that this is going to kind of suck, man. Yeah, I, it's it's... I actually went online for the first time ever and, like, did a review on Xbox Live. I'm like, fuck you. Two <laughs> stars. Wow. And I, and I explained why. So this, for me, this is like a 5 out of 10 game because Neon Chrome was a good top-down roguelike shooter. I never finished it, but it was much better in that, again, all the weapons worked. There are certain progress that is kept between deaths. There is... It's actually... Neon Chrome actually has... The same idea that um, um, Rogue Legacy does, where when you die, you come back as a different kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like in Rogue Legacy, you have certain basic ideas. In Neon Chrome, you die and you come back, and maybe you're a hacker this time, or maybe you're a soldier, or maybe you've got other skills. So it's a little bit different each time. Whereas in, in this one, you're, you're just Tesla. And at the beginning of the level, you've got your pistol. And you have to hope to get the right weapon, or otherwise you're just going to die and start over again. Yeah, it sounds like Bonnie of Isaac. Yeah. I mean, Binding of Isaac had more variety. Oh yeah, it did. Like it was. And the bosses of Binding of Isaac were cool. Yeah, they were fun. This one is just—it just wasn't—it just wasn't there. I'm—I am sad because I wanted to enjoy a good twin-stick shooter with a with a bizarre license, and and I I did not. So, finished that, and then I decided it was finally time to play Need for Speed Payback from last year. Now, I loved Forza Horizon 3. It is a game that I think back on and it just makes me happy because playing that game was relaxing and fun and, and yes, there's kind of a story there but just the act of playing is, is lighthearted and just joyous. It's a celebration of this weird subculture of cars and doing cool things in the Australian wilderness. doesn't take itself too, self too seriously. Minimal voice acting because it's not really the point. It's not beating you over the head with any sort of story. It's just there to have cool cars in a cool environment and you have a good time. Need for Speed Payback is like the poor man's Forza Horizon 3 if the poor man is really, really fucking poor. <laughs> it's First of all, it, it cannot get enough of its own this is revenge, this is payback for getting screwed by the house. It, it takes place in a place that's, it, it's basically Las Vegas and the surrounding areas. And Las Vegas is being taken over by the house. Okay, the name of the bad organization is the house. I mean... The house always wins. I know. Like even even I, I love New Vegas, but even they didn't really pull that off. Yeah, it, it's not Mr. House. Yeah. yeah, it's so obvious. I was yeah, so it, hoping it worked in New Vegas. 
I don't know if it did. It no, worked it in works. New Vegas because I kept hoping Hugh Laurie was going to be in there somehow. Ah, oh, that'd be awesome. It was a awesome. good, he was a good actor. I liked yeah. him. Uh, anyway, so yeah, you're, you're you're going against the house, and the house's whole plan is that they fix all the races, and thereby getting all the money, and they're going to use all the money to buy the casinos and blah blah. Nobody cares, and you've got your three characters who are all like so on purpose cool that everything they say has got to be cool, bra. And then you so it's Fast up, and the Furious. Oh, worse, uh. worse, because you, you it's standard plot where you have to beat all these other like racing gangs in and around the city and each of the racing gangs is like just as much of a racial stereotype as the last one you've got your guys in the body OSA man you want to go to SSA those are sweet rims yeah so you got those guys you've got these weird Asian girls you've got these country girls who are all racing big trucks it's like one bad North American racial stereotype after another like in a parade just one after the next and it just won't stop I'm like just let me race just let me no I gotta listen to this again ugh and then I don't like how Need for Speed games feel. Racing-wise, it's it's still somewhere between um, simulation and arcade, but it doesn't strike the balance as well as Forza does. So it, the cars feel heavy but slippery at the same time. I don't know how to describe it. Like, you, you, you try to correct a drift. Oh. You try to correct a drift, and you correct it too much, and you drift the other way. Whereas the game wants you to just let go and hit the gas, and it'll correct it for you. But because I play actual racing games, I'm trying to correct my own mistakes and end up fishtailing back and forth because I'm correcting what it doesn't want me to correct. As, as a response to, your, uh, to the American racial stereotypes, yes. where do you think the dev is from? I have no idea. This off the top of your French, what Japan, you Japan, um, Sweden. Really? But there you go. There you go. Okay. okay. Yeah. Because right. the rest of the world looks at the states, and yeah. Mm-hmm. We fit into this one of these interesting little boxes, you know, somewhere. So yeah, it's I, I I'm I want to see the sights because it actually is not a terrible looking game. It, uh, but I dropped it down to easy just to make sure I don't lose. Just because I'm kind of cruising through it because I don't have Far Cry yet. So what else am I going to do? It is it is also, and this wasn't brought up enough because it wasn't as popular of a game. It is, for microtransactions and loot boxing, worse than Battlefront 2. <laughs> because you have your stock car. And your stock car is upgraded by, by speed cards in one of six different slots for different parts of your car. And you can purchase these at a standard shop with money you know, in-game money, or you can spend real money for tokens to ex- to exchange for a little, like, slot machine to get a random speed card out of it. So when you spend actual money, you're not even getting guaranteed speed cards. You're getting the chance to spin for what you may or may not actually want. Ah. But you could spend actual money on this. I'm, I'm good. That's so, yeah, I, I, I haven't yet because... I have zero interest in the cosmetics and they'll drop cosmetics on you and I sell the cosmetics immediately and use that to buy my power-ups. I don't care how pimped my ride is. I just want to be fast and have good brakes. Thank you very much. For me to ever give a crap about any of that, I have to really like that game. I don't don't care about it that much. I just kind of want to race through it and see and, and, and it's almost laughable. How, how stereotypical some parts of it are. And, and I mean, I don't play Need for Speed games very often. This is kind of like I wanted to see it because there are ex-Burnout guys on there. And and yes, some of the crashes are really cool. But that's like a tiny part of the game. So, no. It's, it's no. I'm not enjoying it that much. I should just stop playing it and play something else until Far Cry next week. 
This stopping playing games that you hate thing has got to stop. Why? Because 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 you're not being true to your character. You're the person who suffers ah, through horrible games. Just maybe I've leveled up. Defense against horrible games plus one. Yeah, maybe I'll keep going on this one. It's it's not unplayably bad, but the problem is is that my next GameFly shipment arrived, and Bayonetta two is sitting in an envelope oh, under there. my television. And Metal Gear Survive. So I will have played Metal Gear Survive by next week for at least an hour, maybe an hour and a half. And I'll be able to give you a detailed report on how terrible that game is. You're going to tell me I like it, I'm sure. No, I'm not. You're going to insist that it's good. No. No. You're going to suck me in just like you did. No, I promise you it will not be an enjoyable and Hey, you were right about Origins. That was a good time. (laughs) 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 Apparently, Payback is, uh, check this out, the 23rd. Third Need for Speed game. Oh my Jesus God! Christ. Has it been around for twenty three years? No, no. How'd they do that? Maybe, maybe. Hang on. Let me let me let me, let me Google Need for well, Speed. Well, the first Need for Speed dates all the way back to the three DO, if not earlier. Need for Speed. And I played that one way back. Has there day. been one a year for twenty three years? That seems weird. Need for Speed. Might be more. There's honestly. No series. Need for Speed series, come on. Uh, it bothers for... me they stop putting numbers on these games, so it's harder to keep track of how many there've been. Because like, <laughs> it, why does Call of Duty get that reputation? If you know, wow. Need for Speed it. did it first. Apparently, no. It's... There's got to be some mobile things that come out at the same time. Yeah, Canada, nineteen ninety-four. Platform list. <clears throat> 3DO, Android, Game Boy Advance, iOS, Microsoft Windows, mobile games, MS-DOS, Nintendo 3DS, Nintendo DS, Nintendo GameCube, OSX, PlayStation, PS2, PS3, PS4, PlayStation Portable, PlayStation Vita, Sega Saturn, Wii, Wii U, Mobile Windows, Windows Phone, Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One, Zebo. What the fuck is a Zebo? I've never even heard of that before. disturbed. Like, this is why Wikipedia isn't helpful. <laughs> Zebo is a 3G-enabled entertainment and education system from Zebo Inc. It enables users fuck? to play video game and also connect to the internet. The Zebo is targeted at developing markets such as Brazil and Mexico. Oh, that's uh, okay. why. Okay. Wow, this thing looks so cheap. <laughs> okay, okay. Anyway. Made in China for pennies. Pennies, I tell you. So, yeah, apparently there's this whole subculture that really enjoys Need for Speed games when they should just stop playing all that shit and play Go Forza play Horizon 3. Rumor has it Forza Horizon 4 is this year, and it's in Japan. I will take it. I don't want to want an Xbox, man. Horizon 3 is one of the best exclusives on the system. I've never, yeah, but that's not a good enough reason. Oh, yeah, I've, I've never it's been not. big into racers. And I can't think of any other... You know what? I would check out uh, Dead Rising if I had an Xbox One. You would play Ori and the Blind Forest. I would play it very much. I would absolutely play Ori and the Blind Forest. I feel like there's another indie that I'm. You get, you got to show me a Bloodborne. Give me something yeah, that I just I exactly. desperately want. I don't yeah. have that. Yeah, that's I, right. Right now, I have the third party games that look better because the Xbox One X is the one step above the PS4 Pro. That's all I got. Well, that's all I got. If you're not part of the Master Race, <laughs> okay. Do you have a 4K monitor? Yeah, Horizon no, Zero Dawn nice. and God of War say I. <sighs> I, I, oh, I you think I can't games? hook my monitor up to my PS4, please? Oh, okay. HDMI. Nice. So, uh, does that mean it's time for headlines? I think it's time for headlines. Actually, yeah, I did that for uh, Persona 5, so I could just like do it in my computer chair. It was nice. Yeah, well, okay. Why not just drag your computer chair in front of your television? Eh, it's too it's too open in there. It was, warmer. It was warmer in my bedroom at the time. Weird. <laughs> okay. 
Headlines! <clears throat> In Overwatch news, uh, hot new support hero Brigitte... Brigitte? Brigitte is now live on all platforms. Uh, she will be unavailable in competitive mode until the beginning of next season, which is like May 15th. Wow. So it's like six weeks, or no, eight eight weeks almost, of no Brigitte in, in comp, uh, which is a controversial move that Blizz has been taking some heat for. Uh, Sombra got a well-deserved nerf, uh, so now when her hack is interrupted, it'll go on a two-second cooldown before she can hack again. And really, as far as I'm concerned, it should be like hacks full cooldown because when mercy fails on a res you're waiting 30 seconds before you can even try to res someone again so i think sombra should uh, deal the same thing with hack but here's here's what's interesting um one of the things is it now more consistently gets interrupted when targets break line of sight and this drove me crazy quote we're also removing the 0.1 second window of time during a hack where it couldn't be cancelled via line of sight with or, or with other abilities, including Tracer's Recall and Zarya's Particle Barrier, which was originally put in place so the hack wouldn't be interrupted by small objects such as light posts. We've implemented a separate fix for that issue so she should, should be unaffected by small objects. And man, this happened to me all the fucking time. When I would break line of sight, I would hit rewind, I would start rewinding on my screen, and the rewind would just end, and I'd be left there hacked and about to die. So this is wonderful news for me. Mm. Uh, a much-requested quality of life feature has been added. The team information screen will now uh, display the ult charge of your teammates. Super handy. Um, on the Blizzard forums today, a blue post indicated that both May and Reaper might end up on the PTR as soon as this week with mysterious buffs for both. Um, I think if they're going to change Reaper, they need to change Shadow Step. Because that's just kind of a shitty ability. <laughs> it really is. Like, it gets him killed when he starts using it. It gets him killed when he ends it. I played Widow for like five minutes and I literally headshot a Reaper on the enemy team three times when he used Shadow Step. Just wait for him to appear and then pop? That's right. Um... <laughs> Uh, and Lucio will apparently get some voice lines in Portuguese that to reflect his Brazilian heritage. And that's it for Overwatch news. Wow. Being wow. Overwatch week. Brief today, yeah. Man, we got a new character. True. Uh, yeah, but what have you done for us lately? Somber nerfs her life. 20 player kill streak on Hollywood defense with oh, nothing but a Zen healing. <laughs> wow, but okay. you know where all the health packs are. You cheat. I am you like cheat. That's not God. cheating, that's preparation, <laughs> that's knowledge. <laughs> Uh, Ubisoft has reached a deal with Vivendi for its full exit from Ubisoft share capital. So basically, uh, Vivendi has been trying to do a hostile takeover of Ubisoft for, it feels like three years now, right? Yeah, it takes forever. Long ass time. Yeah, so, but, but this essentially shuts down Vivendi's attempted at hostile takeover. Ubisoft remains in the hands of the Yves clan or whatever the family is. That it, it. As odd as it sounds to come to, to Ubisoft's defense, I am glad that they get to be on their own. Yeah. I mean, because I still like Assassin's Creed's games and I, want them to keep making them just once every two years not once every year I'd love it if they did something fucking original no they no. can't they can't yeah. they, have, to they have their tentpole franchises just... that cost so much to make now what what, you, what you'll get Watch Dogs 3 is that yeah. original it's only the third in the series come on <laughs> this, this one's set in an urban environment it's just gonna blow your mind anyway <laughs> <clears throat> uh, Geralt the Witcher Geralt Geralt or Geralt Geralt, yeah. Geralt yeah. the Witcher will appear in the next Soul Calibur title that's a good fit for a guest title. I guess guest character, I think. It wasn't Kratos in one of them? No. Wasn't he? I know no, um, Ezio Kratos was. was not. Yes. Kratos no, was it, was it Ezio or was it... It was Ezio. Was it Ezio? Because that was the only one that was out at the time. Maybe Kratos yeah. was, in a, was in a Mortal Kombat. Yes, that was it. There we go. Kratos is in Mortal Kombat. 
Yeah, no, it, there there have been there have been a long line of weird Soul Calibur guest characters. I mean, you had at one point you had Spawn, Heihachi, and Link for one generation. Then you had Yoda and yeah. Darth Vader. Oh yeah, I remember for that. Another generation. Uh, so Geralt, there's probably gonna be more than Geralt, but Geralt at least kind of fits the theme. He actually like he the the, the, the I don't know if you saw the trailer, but the trailer has him fighting Mitsurugi, and it looks pretty cool. <laughs> it fits. Not gonna buy the game because I've deserted that genre, but you know. Have you? <laughs> yeah, Listen. I'm sticking to those guns. Oh, that's impressive. Speaking like, of sneezing, yes. You know what people say in Japan when you sneeze? What? Nothing. What? <laughs> There's no reaction to it. You don't react to it at all. Well, that explains the suicide rates. <laughs> <laughs> but, but apparently when, when Americans are working over there, stopping themselves from saying bless you is really hard. <laughs> it's a reflex. It's what you do. It just freaks people out. And I used to, um, I remember doing it in class in like grade eight. We'd all be sitting there writing a test and would sneeze on the far side of the room and I'd go, bless you. Mm. And because the room was so quiet, <laughs> everyone could hear and it'd get a little chuckle. And I loved that reaction so much, I started doing it during exams, where you'd have, like, 500 kids in the gym, and someone, like, 50 yards away would sneeze, and I'd go, bless you. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Breaks the tension, everybody chuckles, nobody gets mad. Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, (laughs) Excellent Diablo-like Titan Quest is now available on PS4 and Xbox One, according to the press release, quote, the Nintendo Switch is in development and will be released, insert drumroll, when it is done. I want to play it again, but I just don't have time. I will play it when it's on Switch, assuming it doesn't. Assuming that the Switch version comes out before Diablo Three, because <laughs> <laughs> when Diablo Three drops first, I'm sorry, Titan Quest, I really don't think I'm going to need you. Mm. Uh, Valkyria Chronicles Four will have a season pass, which will include quote additional scenarios, including a beach event. Boo. Now. I don't know what you young whippersnappers think, but in my day, 2007, when Valkyria, the original Valkyria Chronicles launched, we got our beach episodes for free. <laughs> and they had every major female character in swimwear and the men, and you know what? We still complained about it because it was obviously, you know, objectification of characters for no other reason. But to pay for it? They're to, probably going to get a lot of money. Well, it is on Switch. <laughs> anyway. Uh, you know, I'm going to read those indies later. Uh, Flashbacks 25th anniversary launches on June 7th for Switch and a bunch of other consoles, I'm sure. Do you remember playing Flashback back in the day? Yeah, yeah, I do. Fuck, I love I that do. game. I remember, I remember they were they were touting the fact was it 24 frames or was it 30 frames a second? I think it was. Oh, that's a good question. I think it was 24. It was yeah. whatever. It was whatever movies play at. Yeah. And uh, and they were touting the fact that it runs at this. At like sub thirty frames per second or something, but at the time the effect, Whoa, magical! Yeah. It was absolutely magical. Rotoscoped animation looked so See, good. I actually have more fond memories of Out of This World. I never played it, which was before Flashback, if uh-huh. I remember correctly. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was a predecessor. Yeah. yeah, but but whenever I saw stuff of Out of This World, I always thought this doesn't look nearly as good as Flashback, and so I ignored it. It, it wasn't, yeah, because Flashback was the sequel. Yeah, ish. Fuck the story in Flashback was so weird. Anyway. <laughs> Um, Dragon's Crown Pro's impending release means a patch is also coming to PS3 and, and Vita versions of the game. Uh, the patch is, I think, out this month. And what the patch will do is it'll allow you to do cross-play and cross-save with your PS3 and Vita versions with the PS4 version. Nice. So someone can be playing on Vita and then upload their save and then download the save onto their PS4 so they can get amazing screenshots to turn into blog headers. 
<laughs> I don't know anyone in my life that needs that in their lives. Me neither. Yeah. Uh, uh, little... How many hours are on your Amazon? Um, well, you know, my Amazon is on one save file. With... Well, actually, probably just the Amazon is about 200 hours, probably. Oh, jeez. Jesus. Man, man, she's amazing. Who else did you, did you Amazon and you played the elf, too, didn't you? I Amazon, I elfed, I beat, the, I beat the game with almost every character, I think, except the dwarf. Um, oh, wait, no, not the fighter, either. So I, I, did, I did the elf, I did... The Amazon, I did the Sorceress, I did the Wizard. I only played through the game once, and I elfed. She was, I liked the elf a lot she, in that game. Yeah, once you level her up. I, I think oh, at, yeah. at the higher levels, the elf is actually like the most powerful damage dealer in the game. Which Just is like leaping across and firing down at people and then landing. It was It was cool, man. It was cool. Yeah. Like like doing a backflip kick and kicking a guy into the air and then shooting up. Mm-hmm. And, oh, man. Fuck, Dragon's Crown is good. Anyway. You can't uh, get it on PS4, can you? Well, you will be able to soon with the release of Dragon's Crown Pro. Okay. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to get that. You really should. Yes. Uh, Little Witch Academia Chamber of Time launches May 15th in Americas and Europe. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Remastered was listed on Amazon Italy for PS4 and Xbox One. Meh. Meh. No, no, guys, really, seriously, if there's one thing we don't have enough of, it's Call yeah. of Duty. There's going to be another one this year. Modern Warfare 4 is coming out this year. Yeah, but it's not like we got two last year. We got we, uh, yeah, we only got one last year. We got well, one that, last year. That wasn't enough. We need more Call of Duties, man. We need more Call of Duties. How is this well not dry yet? It, I, I don't, the fans, it's, I guess, the fans. It's, it's the same people who buy Madden every year. Oh, man. It's, it's a legitimate, you know, that's what you want to play. Cool, I'm not going to, you know, make fun of you for it, but it's the same people. I saw uh, the the sign for a nail salon today on Twitter. Exact same font, Call of Beauty. Oh, I loved it because <laughs> I love puns. Anyway, uh, a ton of new indies were announced for Switch today. They did like a little ten-minute Nintendo Direct. Uh, so <clears throat> coming to Switch: Nidhogg Two, Fantasy Strike, Just Shapes and Beats, Garage, Pool Panic, Bomb Chicken, <laughs> Lumina's Remastered, Reigns Kings and Queens, which I've heard nothing but good things about, and it looks so simple. Uh, so I can't imagine why it would be that good. Anyway, Lightfall, which actually does look kind of interesting. West of Loathing, Pode, The Messenger. The Messenger is like Ninja Gaiden, but a Metroidvania, and like you're switching back and forth between an 8-bit and a 16-bit reality. It looks kind of interesting. Mm. Um, a tr- um, an RTS, kind of a, like, watch a video for an RTS called Bad North. You can't really tell what the mechanics are, but the presentation is kind of nice. And then... <clears throat> They announced that Banner Saga 2 would come to Switch this summer. Banner Saga would be a great fit for Switch. Or, sorry, Banner Saga 3 coming to Switch this summer. And then they said Banner Saga 1 and 2 will come soon. And that your progress from 1 and 2 would carry over to 3. But a lot of outlets are writing about it as if Banner Saga 3 is going to come out and then 1 or 2 are going to come later. Which is insane to me. I know. It doesn't make any sense, yeah. It makes no sense whatsoever, but, you know, it is Nintendo. They do crazy things. But they started the direct, and I was in my office when I like I I, I wasn't kind of planning on it. But I opened my phone, and it's like, oh, Nintendo Direct is going to be starting soon. And I'm like, okay, send me a reminder when that happens. And it popped up, so I open up YouTube and I put in some headphones, and I just hear like like drums or something. I hear some kind of music, and I have no idea what's actually going on. So I open up my phone and I look at it. And I'm like, wow, that looks like Jeff Agala's art. Mm-hmm. I'm like, is this? It's clearly stealth. Is this? Is this Invisible Ink? Is this Invisible Ink coming to Switch? That is Mark of the Ninja. Dear Christ. 
And, like, I, I was literally, like, jumping around in my office, pumping my fist, looking around to make sure no one was looking at me. No one saw. But, <laughs> like, I was freaking the fuck out that Mark of the Ninja is going to be on Switch. This is amazing for multiple reasons. First of all, um, I don't think that Clay actually owned the IP for Mark of the Ninja. Here, I actually found a... Because uh, I haven't heard it. They keep doing everything for... Uh... Don't star, but I haven't heard a peep about Mark of the Ninja in years. Well, okay. Uh, from 2013, from September 2013, a, a tweet from Clay uh, when asked why or when uh, Mark of the Ninja is going to come to the PS3. Uh, Alas, unlike our other titles, Mark of the Ninja is published by Microsoft, so there, there are no plans for Sony platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, now, is it timed exclusive, like several months or... Or is there no hope at all? And they write back, Sony devices are basically totally off the table with a ninja. We worked really hard to get it on PC, Mac, and Steam. And so this always left me with the impression that my, like, Microsoft owns the IP. Like, I know they published it, but I never thought that Clay had any autonomy with it at all. So the fact that it's just coming to any other console is boggling to me. This is like a, a miracle. This is a little miracle. And it is a miracle because Mark of the Ninja with none of my usual hyperbole, is the best stealth game that's ever been made. It's pretty damn great. Yeah, I, I'm like, and playing it kind of brought me back to some of the greatest stealth experiences I've ever had. It was, it, it played like you wanted a modern Tenshu to play. It plays really, really fast, but the stealth is incredibly understandable. Like, you understand what will affect that NPC and turn their attention this way or that way. It's, you, it's not too slow. You're not waiting around too much. It's incredibly fast. The platforming feels really, really good. The stealth kills are incredibly satisfying. The presentation is gorgeous. It is, it is an absolute masterpiece. And it was the first game that Clay made that kind of indicated that they can make masterpieces. Like, they they had not made Don't Starve before they made Mark of the Ninja. They hadn't made uh, Invisible Ink yet. They hadn't made, uh, what's the other one? Um, Oxygen Not Included? Yes. Yeah. This was after Shank. This was after Shank 2. This was the game they made after, after Shank, Shank 2. 2. So Shank, Shank 2, and then this. Yeah, yeah Shank, and Shank was, Shank, Shank was solid. Shank 2, I loved. I really liked Shank 2. But Mark of the Ninja was... This was their... Um, this was their Uncharted. This was their, like, stepping up and standing on a world stage with the best of the best of the best. And, like, oh, fuck, Mark the Ninja is amazing. Literally one of probably the best games of this century so far. Uh, my favorite stealth game ever, and stealth Whoa. is my favorite genre. Okay, all right. I'll, I'll... Now, when I say best game of the century so far, I'm not saying it's the best. I'm just saying when you're listening It deserves them, to be mentioned when yeah. we're dis- having that discussion. When you're discussing the Mark of the Ninja, is definitely in there. All right. So that's fucking incredible to me. And not included in the direct, weirdly enough, but announced later today, Heart Machine's Hyperlight Drifter is going to be on Switch this summer. And I, uh, I wrote a blog post about marketing or about, um, Hyperlight Drifter, I think in December, but I linked to it in the post that I put on the blog today. Uh, I, it's one of the few indies on the current gen that I absolutely love. And there's really not many of them. There's, there's Galaxy, Hyperlight Drifter, um, anyone? Can anyone think of any other um, ones that I loved? I can't really think of any other ones. Um, yeah, that I mean, really come to mind. I really, I really enjoyed um, uh, that that Housemark shooter when uh, when the PS4 first came out, but I haven't touched it since. Oh, Resogun? Yeah, Resogun. 
but uh, but Hyperlight Drifter is is weirdly evergreen for me. Like the first year when it came out, and I want to say 2016, I absolutely loved it. And I played the shit out of it again and again and again. And I'm like, okay, can't wait for this to come to Vita. Just like that Kickstarter uh, stretch goal that we made. And then they said they're, <laughs> they're not bringing it to Kickstarter because fuck you. And I was so angry. I was so angry that I left Hyperlight Drifter off my Game of the Year discussion that year. Like, fuck, I was pissed off about that. It burned me so bad. And then late last year, I was just like, hmm, you know what? I think I'll play this again. I like that game. I played it over and over and over in December because I just love that game so much. And playing it on the Vita is always where I had it in my mind's eye. So playing it on the Switch will be completely satisfying to me, I think. Cannot wait. So what you're saying is you're going to buy a Mark of the Ninja again. Yes! <laughs> I already have it twice. Why not three? I, 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 oh, I'm I've glad it makes PC. you happy. I'm it glad does. it makes you happy. It does. I Can just, you ride I, it on I, PC? I, um, not on anything I currently have. I mean, I haven't tried on my latest laptop, and I'm still pissed off that I even had to fucking buy. <laughs> I tell you guys about that piece of shit that I bought? No. Okay, so my dad got sick, so I bought a laptop so I could blow, like work on stuff in the well, while hanging out with my mom. Within a year, that piece of shit died, and it was Windows 7, so I am crushed to have lost it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm not making a move. I love my 7. I'm going to keep it as long as I can. Yeah, you do, you do not want to upgrade. And uh, and so then I went out and I bought another $1,000 laptop. And that was Windows 10. And I fucking hate Windows 10. And it couldn't even run anything as good as my Windows 7 laptop that uh, that was like a year a year older than it. It was terrible. My Windows 10 laptop was terrible. So then it broke down because the power cord was fucked up. So I walk into Staples... And do you guys have Staples in the States? Yeah, yeah we do. Okay. So I walk into Staples. Oh, yeah, you Staples Center. Of course you do. So I walk into Staples, and I walk up to this guy who's in the computer section, uh, just finished dealing with an old couple who didn't want to buy anything. And I say, show me the cheapest laptops you have. And he walks me up to a $300 number. And I don't even know the term for it, but it's not actually called a, a laptop. It's like called like a netbook or something. Because it has literally... 35 gigs of onboard flash storage. Oh my, what? It has literally 35 gigs of onboard flash storage. That's ridiculous. Now that's okay, because I had an external hard drive at home that I used to transfer stuff off the first broken laptop onto the second broken laptop, but unfortunately, I lost it. So I bought an external hard drive with like a little 5-inch USB cable on it, jacked that into the side of this netbook, taped it to the back of the screen of the laptop... And that is my new laptop. Also, it's like sky blue. The whole thing looks like I, I should be a flirty college student. <laughs> you put stickers on it? No. Googly eyes? No. Stencils? I did have a Galaxy sticker on the Windows 7 laptop, though. No. Well, see, that's why you're mad that it's gone. That's a big that's part of it, yeah. Galaxy sticker, yep. But either way, no, man. I am totally buying Mark of the Ninja again. That is literally mm -hmm. one of my favorite games of all time. Absolutely. Yeah. I, if they ever got that uh, New Vegas remaster off the ground, which they probably never will, never will sob, I would pay maybe a hundred bucks for that. Yeah, that's right. And how many hours have you put into New Vegas already? Probably hundred. Disgusting amount. Probably five hundred. Yeah. Uh, wait, hold on. It's it's more than that. Uh, <laughs> Steam is the 
it, 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 it chronicles our shame. Oh, I, I didn't even play it on Steam for like the first couple playthroughs, so hmm. maybe even oh, more than that. Gosh. Yeah, it, it was disgusting. Well, let, uh, let's let's estimate twenty five per playthrough, so we'll say we'll say seventy five hours on console. Eight hundred two. Eight hundred just on Steam. What? Yep. What? So almost yeah. nine hundred hours. Almost nine hundred hours. That's not I disgusting. I that is a that testament so to New Vegas. New Vegas is that good, listeners. See, it's it's I, a decent, co- comprehensive writing stretched over hundreds of hours, uh-huh. and I don't. I've never played a game that comes close to that kind of competence. Witcher. Yes. Okay. Forgot about Witcher. Witcher and three I've specifically. Never, I I have never played a game through twice. That is ever. That's sad. Not even a new game plus. No. Wow. It's a completely foreign concept to me. No, it's, because, not, it's not a foreign concept. You know that we do this. No, I know that you do this. I just, no, I, I cannot I, understand it. I, I've, I mean, I've known you guys now for around like three years here, and you talk about loving these games and living with these games, and 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 every time we we have this discussion, there's a part of my brain that goes, "They really? They mean that? I don't understand." Because yeah. the way I play games is so completely different than that. Well, you got GameFly, so. Well, it's not even that. It's like I have, I do own some games. You know, I mean, I, I have some games that I really like that are sitting around that I don't, I never ever go back to them, ever. It's like I bought Wolfenstein two for thirty bucks on sale digitally, and I'll never touch it. I'll never play it again. Well, that's just it, the game's fault. No, it's no, not. It's because not. even games it's that not. I really really love, I will never ever go back to. Well, I thought you were kind of hard on Wolfenstein two. Uh, it wasn't as good as the first. Yeah, one. like no, you either either way, no, no. What what the point is is that what Chamberlain is hungry for is the new constantly. Okay, and he's he's eating this thing in front of him, and then he can then say like that goes into the file in his head on the blog. Oh, this game, yes, I played that game. Here's what I think, and here's here's how that experience was for me. He's got a catalog of fucking everything because he plays fucking everything, even fucking shit, and we know this because for the last like. Three weeks, I think, on this podcast, every game he's played has been just kind of like, no, this is not worth finishing. <laughs> but he plays everything. He plays everything. He consumes it. Eventually, he he completes yes. it, and then he can move on to the next thing. So he can continue building that. And it's it's a hunger that will never be fed. And me and Alex, we're not we're not looking to to consume and just shit something out. We're looking for not that you shit things up. We're looking for a companion. <laughs> We're looking for a companion to to bring to us and hold to our bosoms, and say, "My ah. God, Overwatch, you're so good." We're like hanging out with a friend for a weekend. I love you so much, Overwatch. I, I, I feel there's a capitalism joke here somewhere about how I play games, but no, we've, I'm we, not smart we, enough to make we, it. <laughs> no, we we've, we've made that joke in the past. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, no, me, me, Alex, Alex, and I, we we treat games more as more as companions. Yeah, and you treat games as it's a consumable. It is an experience that is has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And once the end has been arrived, once I arrive at the end, I do not want to go back. And the, I mean, the only okay. Here's the thing, and here's the exception to the rule: the only game in the last, I want to say, decade that I've played twice, Diablo three. Hmm. Wow! Like even I didn't. I'm not sure that's the most times. worthy of that. It probably isn't, but it happened because I, I I got a hold of the expansion. I wanted to like reload my monk in and play it again, and I couldn't. So I started a new game with a new character, and mm. before I realized what had happened, I had put another sixty hours into it and had beaten it again. 
It is pretty easy to do that with Diablo 3, though. It is, yeah. You're like, oh, wait, it's, I, I should be asleep like three hours ago. Shit. And, you know, to, to be fair, I used to do that. Like, I did replay games on the regular. Like, I would I would probably replay Okami once a year. I'd play, replay Darksiders. I was I was big on replaying games. But, um, I yeah, no, I, what it is, the, the change for me was when I realized that I was playing games just for the sake of writing a review about them. And I yeah. and I was very conscious of the fact that I wasn't really enjoying games the same way that I enjoyed games in the time that I kind of idealized gaming when when I was a kid, um, and I wanted to enjoy games more. I wanted the 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 purpose of this hobby to kind of come to the forefront again, as opposed to the hobby being the purpose. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, it does. When, when you're not being compensated, when it's not your job, why would you do that to yourself? Um, I just got I mean, if, I mean, if 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 you were a paid reviewer, if you were making money on the blog, I could see that. But then again, you could burn yourself out, and that's so quick, which yeah. I think you did actually. I suppose which I did. Why you haven't you haven't written a review in how many years? Uh, I think it was 2015. Well, actually, yeah. technically, I wrote one just this year. That's true. But it wasn't for a video game. <laughs> no, it was for Black. It was an opus on Black Panther. It was an opus on Black Panther, and I think really the reason I wanted to write that review because was because every review I saw was just uniformly positive. And I was like, look, it's really good. It's not that good. There are problems with this. Let's talk about it. And and you know what really bugs me about stopping writing reviews? Is that the last game I wrote a review for, which is therefore at the very top of my review list... Was? Senran Kagura Shinobi Versus. <laughs> so my final word... And what's, what's, really, what's really awful is, like, three below that is my review of Bloodborne. And that was a great review. That was a really good review. <laughs> Bloodborne came out four years ago. God. No, 2015. Oh, okay, three, I was like, I thought it was 14. Years. Are you sure it wasn't 14? Well, I'm, I'm positive I wouldn't have written the review the year later. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't really write that one. The review wow. you wrote was a titty brawler. Titty brawler. I mean, I did write a big piece about Estival Versus too, but I didn't consider it a review. There's some things I've written lately I do consider reviews. Like, I do consider that Hyperlight Drifter post from December to kind of be a review. Absolutely. A longer reaction piece mm -hmm. to a game. Absolutely. I can find it. Okay. But anyway. We should give it a review tag. Far Cry 5 is in seven days. Seven days. Unlocks a week from today. And a month from today is God of War, and I haven't seen anything out of all that preview coverage. I will. I haven't either. I will it's not. No, no, no. Like sorry, it. I didn't finish my sentence. I haven't seen anything out of all that preview coverage that didn't hype me to the moon for this fucking. Ah, uh, okay. It looks good. Everything I has like been so positive. Yeah. Uh, I I have arrived at at media blackout for both of those games. Like I'm going to buy them. Yeah. I don't want to see anything else. I just when they arrive, I want to enjoy them as much as possible. Like I am kind of concerned that God of War isn't going to give me those impossibly huge moments that the franchise always did. Yeah, and it seems like the, the, the playtime for that made me nervous. Yeah, they said, what, like 10 or 15 hours or something? Or 20? What is it? No, it was like 60. What? Like RPG length. It was really? concerning. I think it's because it's fairly, like, oh, the environments are fairly open. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So if you want to find anything, maybe. But the only thing I've seen of God of War that actually left me with the impression of the, the grandeur of its history was when you see the world serpent coming out of the ocean. Yeah, that was pretty mm. good. And I know we're not going to kill that thing. 
Oh wait, no, oh, no, there was not. there was that thing in the last trailer where where Atreus, Atreus whatever the kid's name is, says, uh, "How can you kill something that big?" And it's just like, <laughs> "Oh, kid, let me show you." Okay, yeah, there was that. <laughs> You mash the circle button really fucking hard. <laughs> uh, wait, no, no, no. Yeah, oh God, it's only a month away. Holy a month? cow. Holy cow. Good All games right. in spring. Who'd have thunk it? Sony always does good games in spring. That's right. Sorry, summer's the drought. There we go. Yeah. And then it, it isn't anymore. Not really? this summer, because I'm going to have some sweet indies. <laughs> if they don't all push it back till fall. Uh, excuse me, Okami already has release date, baby. Well, that's not an indie, or a... no, it's not. But it's still one of the best games of all time. Of course, but like that's it's a remake on top of yeah, yeah. It's Okami, like a double remake. It's yeah, Okami. It's... it's Okami. I mean, as long as they're just you know making remakes of the best games ever made, Shadow of the Colossus, that we're we're good. I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay yeah. with more people playing amazing games. What sucks is some of those best games ever made are not going to be remembered. Like, no one is ever going to upport uh, Residents of Fate, I'm sure of it. It no. was just not successful enough, and yet it no. was brilliant! It, it's JRPG, Matrix, gunfighting, how is this not a huge hit? Uh, what was it called? Uh, Gun... Gunteka or something like that? Guntata? Yeah, Guntata. Mm-hmm. Or something like, like that. Like Guncata, but not quite? No, Guncata. Yeah, 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 it was Guncata? Because that... Uh, that the oh Jesus, what was it? I know uh, a movie you're thinking of. Yeah, Keanu Reeves, I think. Is it? No. no, 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 no. It's uh, Christian Bale. Yes. Emotions, oh, I never saw that one. Pills, no emotions. Uh, yeah. Equilibrium. Yeah. Thank you. I never saw it. Okay. It's okay. Is it it's... worth watching for the gunfights? Yes. Uh, inebriate, but yes. Okay. No, we don't need to inebriate. Yeah, you do. You can like Sean, like Sean Bean dies in the first five minutes. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean. <laughs> That's in his contract. It's part of his writer. Yeah. He doesn't want to work that hard. Just kill me. It's fine. Ah, my, my, for my money, best Civ narrator. Hmm. You seem doing quite well at that. Yeah. Hmm. I am not sick of his voice yet. That's amazing. Oh, it's like Irish silk. Wait, Scottish he, Irish? No, he's English. Like, oh. like he's like Northerner England, like on the edge of Scotland. Oh, okay. So he's got like a hint of a brogue. Just a little bit there. Yeah. Not obnoxious. Doesn't sound like Lily. You'll be back. There's a couple of um, quotes that are from Monty Python. He puts his own spin on it, and it works, Hmm, which is sign of a great actor. All right. All right. That's all I got. That about does it. Okay. Well, Alex, congratulations on surviving what could have been a fiery demise. Yes, all your fingers, all your toes. I lost... A puffy goose down jacket that I've had Ooh. for 15 years. That I'll I will miss that. But other and than the that, shoes. I'm good. Rockports. I like Rockports. That's all I wear. Yeah. It's, anyway, thanks for surviving and being here. Of course, my pleasure. Chance, thanks for talking. What I do. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We will see you in a week. Put up.